Welcome to another episode of Deep Shift. I'm Michael Armstrong, and we are diving deep with Virginia Salas Castillo. Inc. Magazine named her one of 26 women to change the world. Virginia is a social entrepreneur, influencer, cryptocurrency advisor, and international speaker. She has founded organizations such as Genie TV, Humans I Trust, and I Trust University. We're going to dive deep into the future and it's unfolding for humanity. I'm so excited to chat with you, Virginia. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So there is so much as I was doing research, learning more and more about you. It seems like it is never ending the amount that you've accomplished in this life so far. I have noticed that trust has come up a lot for you in some of your business names. What does trust mean to you? Mm, wow, you really do go deep immediately, huh? <laughs> um, I love that. Um, yeah. Trust is really, I just believe, um, the most important currency um in the world and it is the foundation for the infrastructure of any business any relationship um really anything that you want to achieve where you want to take things further um you know like in the, in the superficial space of relationships when it's just like okay you know, you give me something, I take something, you know, maybe you're like at a street vendor or something like that. And you're maybe buying a taco for a dollar, you know, I mean, there, <laughs> you probably don't want to get food poisoning. So <laughs> there's also the element of trust that's important, you know, so it's just like, how, how deep do you actually want to go? What's the, what's the range? Like, um, I'm thinking about this specifically, because I'm in Mexico right now. And I was in the car with my mom the other day. And this guy was selling orange juice. And last time I was in a call and I was in a car and I bought this freshly pressed orange juice off the street and it was absolutely amazing. But my mom was like freaking out and she's like, how would you trust this? Like, what if he put sugar in it? Like, what if he put water in it? Like, you know, and I asked him, I was like, does it have sugar in it? Has it been, you know, is it just pure orange juice? And he's like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, mom, you know, you're not trusting this guy. Like last time I bought it also on the street on the same road where we're now, it should be fine. So I buy it and then I try it and it was both watered down and it had added sugar in it, hmm. you know? So um, it's just like the, the levels of, well, what can we trust? You know? And she's like, well, this is just some like random guy off the street, you know? And so how can I be, how can I be someone if we're just meeting, like this is our first time meeting right now is what can we actually do to establish trust with each other? And the quicker and the deeper that we establish trust, the further that we can take our intimacy, our um, communication, our relationship, et cetera. So I just believe that trust is, is, is really everything. And when I started you know, my, my brand, I Trust You, five years ago, I really had no idea what that meant. You know, It was just delivered to me as a message, channeled, when I was in New York, create a t-shirt that says, I trust you on it. Anyone you see wearing it, you can hug them and that's going to bring humanity closer together. And so obviously I understood it as a concept immediately, but it has really taken me the past five years to ingrain it into my being of the importance of trust. And I actually, for a really long time, I avoided using the word because I didn't like, I didn't want it to be overused. Like it was such an important thing. It's like, I didn't want to like be talking about trust all the time. 
And so I've been on this like journey of really understanding it and, and ingraining it into um, my being that now I'm actually starting to talk about it a lot more. And with our currency that's coming out and all this other kind of stuff, like it's just, it's everything. Hmm. So you've got a currency coming out. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. And the reason why I brought up trust first is because I've been thinking a lot about the planet and the masculine feminine energies that are on this planet and mm. how we have the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine and mm. they manifest in sort of toxic ways. And on the flip side, we have the divine masculine and the divine feminine who, when they come together, are unstoppable and can create. Mm. Mm. And I see trust as the foundation of that. You know, the, the, the feminine has to trust the masculine, has to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, mm -hmm. she's not going to blossom. Uh, mm -hmm. So what what creates trust amongst friends and relationships? Like when when you meet someone, uh, when someone mm -hmm. who's listening to this meets someone mm -hmm. uh, and they want to develop trust with someone, how can someone go about doing that? Yeah. So I would say one of the fastest highways to trust is vulnerability. And just like truth and authenticity, you know, sharing something that you might not expect. Um, uh, I actually, I, I ran into, do you know Lewis Howes? Yeah. Yeah, so I was hanging out with him like two days ago and um, he was, he told me something really interesting because we were talking about like plot medicines and things like that. And he was just like, you know, I think the, the, the fastest way to growth is like cracking my heart open and just sharing my deepest vulnerabilities, you know, and um, just really like sharing like my pain, like my soul with someone, you know, and like that is what is going to create growth. And, and it was just like such an intimate way that he was like sharing it with me, you know, like he was just like really just like, and, and what he did is he like opened a space for me to ask him like the most vulnerable questions that I can think of because he created that and it just, it established a lot more trust as soon as he shared that. And so I think just really heart opening, vulnerability, transparency, truth, you know, sharing things um, about each other that might be unexpected. I have a policy as well in business. I don't do business with anyone that I can't be naked with. Um, and so like when it comes to trust and vulnerability, I would say like that's a pretty big piece because it's also like, you know, I mean, nudity is a really big thing for me of my own self-expression and I, you know, live next to a private cenote and I'm, I'm not going to, I feel like clothes is sometimes, and like, I hope that no one's like offended by this, but I feel like clothes can be very connected to shame, you know, like if you go back into Adam and Eve, they were, you know, happy and naked skipping around you know eating fruits as we're supposed to be and then like with the shame with the sin it's like that's when they started putting on clothes right and so i feel that um the you know nudity and again this is coming back to the safety that you were mentioning can i be fully naked with you and can you see me can i be seen by you without feeling weirded out you know somehow threatened or whatever that you're going to touch me in a weird way there's like you know there's a kind of like a naked naked awkward dance that happens with some people where you're like oh like i don't want to like you know by mistake get an elbow somewhere it's not supposed to be you know and so like that level of comfortability and so it's like the the, the deeper vulnerability that we can step into someone and like authenticity and transparency 
like the trust factor is just going to go up. Here's another interesting one that you wouldn't expect. Trust also deepens after conflict. So if you and I have an argument or a disagreement and we completely disagree, like I hate you, like I'm like done with you, like I have like I am maxed out in my capacity for conversation and presence and I'm just like I am like I'm done. I never want to see you again, right? Like take it all the way. We have a super strong disagreement, but then it's all about how do we react to that? Like I tell you the worst thing imaginable. I never want to see you again. And you just fully receive it and hear me and respect me. And then we, you know, take our times, integrate, maybe come back together. We reach out again, come back into communication. And then after that, from the way that we're dealing with a conflict, with a disagreement, what we're doing with it, and, you know, however much time passes, it could be immediate or it could be, you know, a few weeks or a few months, the trust actually then can deepen. And so it's really important when the way that we communicate, just seeing everything like as sacred and powerful and as useful to the relationship, if we are willing to take it deeper and actually um, be there and, and, and hold the space and, and be consistent. Yeah, that, that resonates very strongly and talks about tr like truth, speaking one's truth. And that mm -hmm. involves if, if we have some, you know, beef with someone or if something is bothering us to actually speak up, you know, growing up, I was the shy kid. I didn't really talk to, to many people about, uh, what was going on in my own mind or heart. Um, because for me, it just felt safer just to not speak. And it's, mm. it's interesting that you bring up nudity as well, because that too is like, you know, shirts versus skins in the soccer field when I was like seven years old. And I would like, if, if I was on skins, I just started crying. <laughs> like I didn't want to take my shirt off. I don't know why I just mm. didn't. Um, and after doing a lot of self-growth work and men's work and, um, really powerful different organizations, um, which some practices, some uh, exercises involve nudity, where it's like, you know, non-sexual, obviously nudity, and really opening up to that realm and the amount of liberation that comes from that, you know, since then just feeling so much more comfortable. So like you go to the hot springs with your friends and everyone's naked and it's totally cool. Mm -hmm. uh, feels good, feels good. I was just watching this this show on Netflix called The Circle, which is like this mm. social media reality show. I just found it fascinating because the people never met. They just talked to each other over this chat. And the way they dealt with conflict, I'm not sure if the producers told them to, but the moment there was any conflict, they would open a chat and bring up what was bothering them. And just like mm. you said, they would work it out pretty quickly and this bond would form. And I, I found that to be very powerful. It's like to speak mm. one's truth is, is remarkable. Mm. My friend Bryant was actually on that, on that show, The Circle, season two. Um, really? I, I just yeah, watched he, season one. That's incredible. Amazing. Yeah, when you get to season two, he's on it. And okay, so I, I won't say anything then if you're, if you're going to watch it because um, I think you'll really resonate with his character. He's like a breathwork facilitator does retreats is like one of the most like loving heart centered like conscious connect people you could possibly imagine and then 
he gets like dropped into the circle and I, I, I it's just, it's amazing. It's just amazing. I, you should definitely see it. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I, I watched the <laughs> intro, so I know who you're talking about and when yes. he was speaking, he's talking about consciousness and how we're all yeah. breath work. And yeah. I was just like, yes, <laughs> are you kidding? This is fantastic. And it's nice to hear that he's yeah. like real. He, um, oh my God, he's even so much better than you could possibly imagine like on the show. Like, and that was filmed a while ago as well. So he's like, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he just did an ayahuasca journey with his um, dad in Costa Rica wow. and they filmed it. And like, it's just, wow. he's like, he's the real deal. Like I 100% vouch for him. Yeah. Uh, spreading higher consciousness in that realm. That's so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes me so really happy. Cool. So you've done so much. Uh, you've been mm -hmm. the top business Snapchat influencer, which is incredible. Um, mm. As a as a woman of great success, how like what's what's your secret? What would you, what, what how would you guide? How would you mentor a young woman who wants to become successful? Stop fucking doubting yourself. Yes, <laughs> like all the time. Just stop fucking doubting yourself and stop listening to everyone else that tells you that you should doubt yourself and that you should question things all the time and am I doing it right and you know like all this there's just so much chatter there's like so much mental chatter that tries to actually get in the way of us embodying our highest selves and and the other thing is is like stop trying to avoid failure because failure is is the number one thing that really truly teaches you like where you're like, okay, I think I got it now, you know, like when you like send seven Bitcoin into an address that you like didn't even verify or like didn't even question, like just because this, your business partner at the time that ended up being a con man, you know, tells you to do that and then you do that, you know? And so it's just like those kinds of things, like where you, you just didn't know, you don't know what you don't know. And so go out and find out what you don't know and be really fucking humble about it and like stop being sorry for yourself you know like i don't care where you're from where you were born how much money your parents had none of that shit matters like it honestly doesn't matter and even if you were like in the most difficult situation like a refugee somewhere where you know sex traffic like we're talking about some pretty hardcore things that can happen to humans you know i get it it's like excruciatingly painful but like your soul decided to incarnate into this lifetime to have specific experiences that you've chosen long before you even came here. And so like, just like, remember that and remember that it's you are the creator and you're the person that gets to decide. And so, you know, how do you want to write the story? Do you just want to sit there and tell everyone about how, you know, you didn't go to private school and you never went to university and how, you know, you don't have a trust fund and you don't, have anything really going for you and you're not very talented and you're not very smart and you're not good at writing and you're all these kinds of other things that, you know, all of us like are shit at a bunch of things, you know, like there's like so many things that I'm like terrible at. And, and the thing is about like, and I don't even want to know how to do those things because they don't excite me, you know, so follow your excitement, follow your joy, notice what you do have. And all of us have this in common, right? this would be the number one thing that we all have in common. We're all breathing right now. If you're listening to this, you are breathing and just actually notice that for a moment and just like take a deep breath and just appreciate that. 
really appreciate that because you know you you have been given life and there's like a one to trillion chance that you you know compared to all the other sperm have like made it here so you are a winner already like you qualify you know like you qualify perfectly and there's nothing else that you need you don't need our approval you don't need anyone else's approval and you have to you don't need to wait for anything really like um i was actually thinking about this um earlier this morning where i was like like i like i'm done waiting for anything you know like waiting to have an experience like waiting to have dinner with elon musk or you know what i mean like these like peak experiences where we're just like okay cool like once i did that like then i'm sitting at the big boys table then i'm like internationally renowned or whatever because like it, it's there you can always have more followers you can always make more money like there's a consistent like expansion for you to continuously evolve if you want to but i think in landing in the fact that in this very moment right now as you're listening to this you are alive and you are capable no matter if you don't have any hands <laughs> no matter if you don't have any legs like it doesn't it doesn't matter there's something that you can do as simple as it is as if it's just taking a pen and moving it with your mouth and creating the most amazing artwork there's something that you can do and so focus on that and focus on what you enjoy and expanding on that and keep on doing it and stop trying to be perfect. You know, stop trying to like wait for the moment that you're really good and where everyone else, you know, acknowledges you and all your mentors finally tell you that you're you're great, you know, and all these other things. And so it's just really about embodying your true fuck yes and your skill set and what you do have control of. Focus on what you can't control. Don't spend all of your energy and your mind and all these other things that you don't know how to do, that you don't have, because you're just going to get lost in that. So actually be here now and be present with your zone of genius and with the people that do want to help you. Because if you start looking around, I can assure you there are many. I'm feeling inspired people right now watching this. <laughs> I'm personally feeling inspired to watch this. I love what you said about not waiting for something, not waiting for someone to tell you that you're great enough to do what you need to do and just go for it and do it. You know, I found in my life with different businesses that I've started, I can think about them for a very long time, but once I actually start doing it, then it unfolds in a way in which it's, you know, it, it essentially builds itself. It comes to life. Exactly. It's like, no matter how like much you plan, you know, hiking Kilimanjaro, you know, you can like watch all the videos and you can like, you know, check all the lists on what you need to pack. And you can make sure that you have people around you that aren't like energy draining assholes that are just like complaining every meter of the way or whatever, you know, so you can get all of your circumstances in the ideal situation but when you actually fly to africa you know get to the base of like mount kilimanjaro and you start hiking i can assure you and i don't care who you are there are going to be different steps along the way that you didn't calculate that you didn't anticipate and even if that's just your own emotional states you know your own being being confronted with the fact of how you've actually never been in conditions like this before or a phone call that you get before even going there that 
is on your mind then consistently. And so it's really about embarking on the journey. And I'm not saying don't prepare, right? Un unless you're obviously Wim Hof who, you know, climbs Everest in his shorts, <laughs> which is amazing, you know, but um, like, you know, prepare as good as you can, you know, take the essential tools with you, you know, listen to other people. They're all telling you kind of what you need, you know? So take the essential tools, but then just embark, you know? I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make in business is that they don't actually, you know, include their their community, their audience, the target people of who they're trying to like serve. They just ask like all these advisors and all these like old people, hey, what do you think? that, you know, this community of 13 year old, like TikTok user teenagers, like needs, you know? And so it's just about like actually going to the people that you want to serve and asking them what they need. And that's why before I started anything, I spent a year out traveling nomadic out on the roads and, um, you know, asking and talking to people, just like having conversations and like taking in data, you know, like go get yourself a type form account pay $33, start sending out questionnaires, ask people what they need. And then you're actually like tapped in to your community. And this is why I love, you know, social media. And I, you know, have so many one-on-one -on -one conversations with my people because I'm listening to like what they actually need and how can I be of greatest service? Hmm. Yeah. So I want to take a left turn and uh, there's, there's a fascinating culture in some highly successful people and that they have taken psychedelics. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we know Steve Jobs, uh, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, you name it. Like some of, some of these brilliant minds have dabbled in the arts of, of psychedelics, plant medicine. I'm curious mm -hmm. your thoughts on that. It's a subject that uh, fascinates me and is endearing in my heart. Uh, I find it to be a mm -hmm. remarkably powerful medicine. Uh, where does plant medicine fit into all of this? Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I believe plant medicines are an accelerator into, you know, more growth and evolution when you really step into it with um, presence and intention and, uh, you know, ceremony. Um, I was actually talking to Lewis about this as well because he's never done anything. He's never done alcohol or um wow. you know any any anything really nothing ever um because he's just like you know it's bad for your brain and i believe that i can you know reach all these states um in my uh you know by myself and i and i agree with that i really do agree with that and i and i hear it because i i think that sometimes like for example i just had my first ayahuasca experience like ever you know and i was on my 32nd birthday and it was with my mom and my sister i mean you cannot paint oh. a better picture here actually in this space where i'm right now right oh, there man. under the tv the shaman was sitting you know from the hunikun tribe from the amazon in brazil like you just you know private ceremony 10 of my friends me over there my mom and my sister over here you know like it was it was incredible. It was so beautiful and it wow. was completely life-changing. But what I also realized is like, I was like, even if none of us would have drank medicine, if we would have just set today as the intention to come together and pray together and stay up all night and, you know, share our stories, right? Cause everyone shares is that there's a, there's an alchemy to ceremony. And, and this is, this is what I do at my events. I run a community called humans. I trust, and we don't, 
you know, give people any medicine. We don't, it's, you know, cacao sometimes, you know, but very healthy food, very energy high, pure food, nothing man-made. And, um, and for people, they have ayahuasca ceremony type experiences because we are creating ceremony and, um, and, and giving people a voice, right, to share and to process a safe space to open up to vulnerability and trauma, you know, in, in, in whatever range that could be, right? And so I think that holding space of ceremony intention is incredibly important. For me, the reason why ayahuasca was so interesting is because I, like, people have been instilling fear into my mind around ayahuasca for like four or five years. Hmm. I always hear so many horror stories. Oh, and it was the worst thing. And then I died over and over again. And then I was being thrashed against the, you know, the the rocks like a wave, you know, like all of these kind of things. And it's just like, oh, and it tastes so horrible and all this stuff. And I was just like, whoa, like just like a buildup of, you know, just negativity and like, see so many people and, and if i if i once i started mentioning the people that you know i was going to do ayahuasca everyone had an opinion of you know of, of mirroring things back at me like oh virginia like oh this is going to be good for you so that you can see all your shadow sides and all of this kind of stuff like whatever like they had projected onto me of who i am as a person or just things of themselves like they would just like you know, kind of like tell me like, oh, now she's going to get told now she's going to get be humbled, you know, like all this other kind of stuff. And I was just like, okay, interesting, like that. I, I'm so triggering to like, you know, different people. Hmm. And that there's like this, you know, there's this, there's this feeling of like, there's, there's, um, I feel like there's a, how do you say it when someone's like, little, there's an arrogance around ayahuasca, you know, like there's like people like hold themselves a little bit higher. They're just like, Oh, <laughs> you and your weed. Oh, <laughs> it is but nothing to ayahuasca, you know, like, please child sit down, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's just like funny because a lot of it is more of like saying, like, I've done that kind of like, you know, jumping out of an airplane. And so it's about overcoming that fear. So if you're really afraid of ayahuasca or acid or mushrooms or whatever, I feel like that fear factor that is instilled is actually part of the medicine, if not even the biggest part of the medicine, because you've now overcome something that you were so afraid of. And then suddenly, you know, you're in bliss land because you're like, oh, my God, I'm so awesome. Like, I'm like an Amazon warrior goddess that can like do anything and like, you know, knows no wrong. And then, of course, in these states, in that space of vulnerability and like openness and like as if you'd been meditating for like 20 hours, that's when you start to actually witness your mind. Right. And these these medicines are really a space for you to be mirrored of like, what is my greatest fear? What is the shit that I'm actually not looking at or not mentioning or not telling anyone about, you know? And so it's, I think it's, it's really important for us to take this time out for ourselves to be in that inquiry. And, you know, I'm excited to create, you know, more experiences that are completely sober and that are mirroring these effects that we are getting through these medicines. And I, I do believe that there is a big placebo effect as well, though, um, which is, you know, you say placebo effect, but what does that actually mean? It just means that like our own mind 
our own physical bodies have the capacity to already be in that state. Like, for example, let's talk about MDMA for a moment, right? So with MDMA, if someone just says to me, hey, Virginia, you want to take MDMA tonight? My entire physiology changes. Hmm. Like my cells of my body just start to like wake up a little bit. And I'm just like, I, you know, maybe I have to go to the bathroom, you know, like, like, like there'll be like a situation, like something will happen. And my body actually like fully remembers I can get into that state. And so, I mean, it's been, it's been a huge part of my life and a huge teacher, you know, mushrooms, um, MDMA, uh, marijuana, just different, different medicines of these sorts that have, well, I mean, peyote, I would say was the first kind of really sacred medicine that I was working with. I did seven, eight ceremonies within a year and I, I've done combo as well. And I just, I noticed the, and honestly, a big part of it is, like I said, taking the time out to sit and pray and to humble yourself and to actually listen to your inner dialogue. And I mean, the first thing that I noticed in peyote, my first ceremony, is how distracted I wanted to be just from being in my own skin. Hmm. Like, because you can't, you can't go to pee, you can't look at your phone, you can't do anything. It's like a vipassana, you know, you're like sitting there and you're just like, oh, man, why do I like, why do I have the need to have these like little tiny endorphin hits? you know, on my phone or like distract myself or what's this person saying or whatever. There's such a, such an escapism from our own self. And I think that just learning to be in stillness and in full self-love and in full like ecstatic, like lovemaking with your own soul, like that is like where the juice is at. And I think that these medicines help bring us to that space and, and our reminder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that they're an option, you know, they're not yeah. necessary. There's many, I mean, even breath work is like some of the most psychedelic states I've had was oh my God. 40 minutes of breath work. <laughs> yeah. So was it your mom and sister's first time as well? Wow, family affair. How, so I'm very curious, how, how was the experience for you? Well, I mean, just to set the scene, my mom has never been drunk in her entire life. She's never smoked a cigarette, a joint, anything. Like my mom will not touch anything. Like she's a, she's like a full on healer, like medicine woman. Wow. And so it's the fact that she like starts at ayahuasca is like totally badass. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And then my 21 year old sister also never done anything like that. And so yeah, my mom took very, very little bit. So she didn't really feel the effects of the ayahuasca. My sister had like a quarter of a cup. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was really, but they were in the experience the entire time and they like experienced it all, you know, and felt it. And, and my mom was just like, it was beyond anything I could have ever like imagined or asked for. Like it was, it completely brought our family back together. Like I moved out when I was 16 and I just turned 32 and so I spent 16 years with my family, 16 years without. And so this like ayahuasca, you know, journey was the sort of like reconnection, which again, like speaking about sort of like it being a sort of like a reason or an excuse or whatever, like I invited her to come to the ayahuasca ceremony. Again, like the ceremony, you know, like the tradition, like it's something like so special that we're like, okay, like let's really pay attention. Like let's really like, let's make this one special, you know? And so I think that's then what leads to 
us just showing up so much more. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. I love that she said yes to it. I love that she said. That's so remarkable. And to bring the family together. Yeah. 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 The, one of the most profound uh, psychedelic experiences I've had was on MDMA by myself, mm. laying on my bed, mm. listening to music. Just that's it. Just lying down and just totally mm -hmm. being in my own mind and thoughts. Um, mm. Where often MDMA is taken in groups, like dancing and kind of, you know, maybe party. Mm -hmm. But yeah, mm. complete heart shocker opening. Like what happens when your heart opens up completely and you're just with your your thoughts? Like it completely mm -hmm. trans. I realized that politically I was like way on an extreme and I brought me back to the center. I appreciated both sides of the spectrum and saw how everyone was kind of doing their own part to make the world uh, a better place. Uh, speaking of making the world a better place, uh, let's talk about cryptocurrency. Yeah. I know that you run, uh, you run some masterminds on crypto. You, you help people mm -hmm. learn more about it. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on, on how it may transform the future? So I, when I fly to Orlando this weekend, my talk is called Building New Earth on Blockchain. Nice. So, yeah, and I have to say, I mean, it's such a crazy space. It's such a crazy space. Like, it's difficult to, you know, really make like an assessment because there's so much out there that I can imagine that right now people listening to this, you know, have had some really ugly and dark experiences in this space as well, you know? Um, but I'll say from my perspective, the flag that I'm holding and what I believe that we can really achieve in this is, you know, we've, we've all for a while, like if you, you know, kind of like had your awakening or whatever, we like to talk about the new paradigm you know, and bringing in new earth, a new age, world peace and all these kinds of things. And I, I believe that blockchain technology is absolutely um, a, a potential option to bring that in in a very tangible level. And I, and I feel that it is doing that already. And, um, you know, with everything that's been going on in, in 2020 in the world um, and us just being deplatformed for, you know, saying immune boosting on Instagram. Um, I think it's very important that we create new technologies and platforms where we can actually be ourselves and be transparent. And even if it's just, you know, stepping away from censorship, if that was just the only purpose that it would have is already like such a fuck yes, because literally very, very important people all over the world, scientists, doctors, you know, politicians, influencers are being silenced in this moment for expressing their true opinions, you know? And so we actually have um, a very, very dangerous agenda that is being driven towards us um, and implemented at a global level. And I believe that blockchain technology and, you know, and, and Bitcoin first kind of being distributed through the dark web, you know, there's like that side of it too, you know, but it, it's kind of, it, it shows the importance of that type of, um, yeah, just like secrecy, like for us to have our own pathways of communication where we can um, gather and, and create and, and create something new and, 
with cryptocurrency in particular, I believe that we have the opportunity to infuse currency with positive energy, right? Like love, like trust, like care, you know? And so, yeah, I think there's a, there's a redistribution of wealth that is happening now. I believe that people have the opportunity to step into this space as a creator or as a co-creator participant in whatever way and align to projects and missions that feel in integrity with their soul and for us to yeah really re-engineer economy and um Hmm. you know that's what i'm in the the inquiry of and and that's the kind of space that i want to hold here in, in the cryptocurrency market and that's also why i'm passionate about teaching people how to become investors right because it just starts there even if all you do today is start up a wallet put in a hundred dollars put in five hundred dollars whatever you have and just become a part of that new economy and empower yourself because when your banks continue to fuck you in the way that they're doing over and over and over again shamelessly like i got an i got a message last year in the uk like just a just a random letter in the mail like out of nowhere we're closing down your account in 30 days you have you know 30 days to move out all of your money i'm like what the fuck I made one call to Barclays, like asked them about one thing. They flagged it and then they're going to have, you know, wanted to delete my account after moving like serious money with them in the past few years as my business account. I was like, get fucked. You know what I mean? Like, you're not even calling me. Like, you're not even checking me with whatever bullshit that you thought is like here. You're just sending me a letter telling me that you're going to close my bank account. And so, took me forever to like get through to their customer service and all of their other bullshit. You know, you're, sta- you're, you're like waiting on the line for an hour and then they're like, Oh, this is the wrong department. Oh, but no, I can't just communicate you through to them. You're just going to have to get into this other queue again. Yeah. It's just awful, you know, absolutely awful. And then in the end, thankfully I was able to get my you know bank account um, back or, you know, reverse that whole thing. But it's just like, and then I went into Barclays to open a personal bank account. And I was like, so what do you guys have for me? Like, do you have a savers account? If I, you know, if I put in a hundred K here, what are you guys going to do for me? And they're like, oh yes, we have a 1.5% for you. You know, it's just like, dude, like, what am I going to do with one and a half percent? Like, this is like going to take me freaking nowhere. Like, this is absolutely no incentive, you know, whereas there's like stable coins paying you 10, 12%, you know, mm-hmm. per month. So it's just like, this is an opportunity to step into a new economy, a new space. This isn't like, this isn't like theoretical, you know, we're not like theorizing here. Like you can, with like almost every exchange, get yourself a Visa or a MasterCard crypto credit card. You can pay for everything on crypto. You don't even have to do fiat anymore. Like my friends who, I don't know if you know, Seeds, um, which is a conscious coin, um, they have paid out over $6 million in like fees, in freelancer contracts, all that kind of stuff. What is it called? Completely seeds. seeds. Um, So their website is, I think, joinseeds.com or something and they're a conscious currency and they're absolutely amazing. Um, Yeah, and so they have paid out over $6 million like to their, you know, for their development to create all their things, all that kind of stuff 
without having a company registered, without having a bank account anywhere, everything through smart contracts over the blockchain because their currency is trust. You know what I mean? They don't need to have this, all this other kind of stuff and they don't need to be, they don't need to be in, you know, in the matrix. They don't need to be in game A because you can already just be fully established in the blockchain space and pay people in crypto and do business with people that accept crypto, you know, like I rented a car in crypto, my friend selling her house for crypto, you know, like it's just like it's here now and we have a choice to just, you know, step into a different economy. So what makes a coin a conscious coin? Um, I think a coin is a conscious coin when, first of all, um, the it's a it's a it's a pro earth uh, initiative, right? When we're not just taking resources from the earth, but we're also putting them back. And actually, instead of just sustainability, I believe in regeneration. So yeah. it's not just how can I, you know, I how can I rip out a tree, make it into wood, etc. But and or and then plant another one. But for me, I'm like plant two trees you know, make it even better than you found it. So how can we regenerate? So that for me is, first of all, like the most important thing is like, how is this actually serving the earth? How is this serving people? How is this serving our animals? Like, how are you like contributing in a like present way to, you know, like, I don't know, like us still having this planet in 20 years, you know, like kind of important. Um, So that's first of all, um, the second one is uh, transparency, right? And, and, and like truth, are you actually doing the things that you say you're going to be doing, you know, which is just like the most important thing. And, and with these projects and with the money that there is in the crypto space, and I've, I've seen, you know, the dark side of it. It's like these guys go into ICO and they're mainly guys as well, because there's not a lot of female cryptocurrency founders like look for them on the top hundred you'll find maybe like two or three if that um so these dudes you know they raise these money for these icos like multi-millions of dollars and then you see them in dubai at the clubs with the bitches and the big magnums just throwing champagne everywhere and so this is what a lot of the money gets spent on you know, in these, in these ICOs and in these projects. And so for that, that for me is not a conscious Mm. currency, you know, that is not someone actually really caring and honoring the fact that their idea that these, these investors coming together from all over the world, putting, putting energy into your project. And that's the way that you repay them, you know? And so, um, yeah, I would say that the, the sacredness of what is being done with those funds. Like how transparent are we about that? How are we managing these things? And uh, I think definitely anyone who is in the inquiry of helping the earth and, you know, on this path of, of expansion and personal growth is like, we soon find that we actually don't really need a lot. You know, when you've given to yourself first, like truly you've filled your soul. It's like, you don't, you don't actually like need that much, you know, like in terms of what some people like fill their, the, the sort of endless dark hole 
of mm. ego of wanting to um you know be seen and and also i just want to mention there's nothing wrong with the ego the ego is necessary and perfectly healthy otherwise we couldn't human you know it's <laughs> ego is human but it's in terms of when you lost connection to like having a having a dysfunctional ego instead of a, a functioning one you know so um yeah, I, I think a conscious currency is, is also the energy in which the intention is infused in of how this is being traded. Yeah. When I was in lower and middle school, the internet was just sprouting up. You know, like no one really mm. had it. You were dialing up on these modems that made all these crazy noises. And I absolutely loved it because it felt like this new frontier. It was this new world. Uh, I could feel the potential. You know, I could have someone from France help me with my French homework. Mm -hmm. And I very much feel the same feeling right now with cryptocurrency, blockchain, that whole technology, because it's like uh, it's it's like a, a default state of energy where you can create anything from it. And it has that potential. I love how in the NFT art world, you can attach different uh, you know, rules to them in which if this art piece gets resold, the artist can get X percent of money from the sale, mm -hmm. the sale, and mm -hmm. it's all in the blockchain. So it's all there. And I just think that's very magical that you can connect that kind of, that kind of thing to it. And I feel like with cryptocurrencies, there is the opportunity for like saving the planet, like helping the planet, um, with charities, with something in terms of, of, what happens when there's so much profit? Because there's a lot of profit when coins start to go up. And if we collectively all agree that as it goes up, there's like mm -hmm. another percent that's dedicated towards the betterment of the world, mm -hmm. we can start to channel a lot of energy, a lot of good money into saving the planet and you know, helping create that new earth. So I'm very, very excited about, about the, mm -hmm. the current state of what's happening. Uh, are there... Are there other coins? Are there like certain coins that you like or um, yeah, what are your thoughts on all the different ones? There's so many different altcoins, Dogecoin, you know, and Granddaddy mm -hmm. Bitcoin. I don't know Granddaddy Bitcoin yet. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's just, You're saying it's the Granddaddy Bitcoin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the Granddad coin? Wouldn't be surprised if there one. was one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this the new Doge? Um, <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly invested in in a lot of the sort of like main projects. Um, I've been invested since 2017. I regret only investing like $50 into Doge like a year ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll put like something on it because everyone's always, you know, I'm like so my friends are like, we're like die hard Doge for like a really long time. And I was just huh. like, I, I don't know. Um, but so, yeah, I, I am invested in the major coins. Um, two projects that I support are um, Seeds, who I've known, the the founders who don't want to be even known as founders. It's really like it's a DAO and they put it out there and they're just like, we're not here to be anyone. We've just given this to the earth and it's just it's for the earth, you know. Wow. So they're they're amazing. Um, they're not looking to, you know, become multi-billionaires or whatever with it. They have a small um, percentage of it themselves and the rest is really like for the community um, and then there's another one called high vibe network um, uh, the founder is named phase who's absolutely amazing and they're you know i saw their white paper version one like 
three years ago or something and um i've been watching them you know create and and process and so that like those i'd say are the two projects that i kind of support in, in the like smaller conscious uh, crypto space i'm very intrigued about shibu Inu. yeah um <laughs> um that one is yeah i mean i've been on their website a few times i'm i'm curious to sort of like find out more about them um i'm always you know i i i i'm a big fan of like entertainment and play and i think that people like they just forget that the most popular and viral things in the world are like cat videos and mm -hmm you know, pranks and just like weird, you know, weird shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like no one's like, no one's interested in like, if I were to say to you now, I'd be like, Michael, okay, we're going to have a movie night, you and me. Do you want to watch NASDAQ stock exchange documentary? You know what I mean? Or do you want to watch like Raya the Last Dragon on Disney Plus? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely Raya. <laughs> definitely yeah. Raya. entertainment so, like yeah so we just have to make it a lot like funner and more playful and like it's just like how how can we create like an actual currency that is just like that is like a joy you know that is like laughter and and fun and um yeah and so that's why i i kind of like love doge and and shibu and stuff like that because i think that there needs to be yeah, more space for play. And it's like about, it's like, if you think about from a marketing and a branding perspective, like what, what will people talk about more? Like even my like ex, like I was telling his mom to like set up crypto for a while. I was like, okay, I'll send you some Bitcoin. This is how you set up your wallet. Let me help you. You know, I, that's always how I get people like in my network. If no, if they're not listening to me, I'm just like, look, I want to send you money. Just follow this link. And I just have to like pay them. <laughs> to invest into themselves, you know, but like, that's just how it is with humans. Sometimes they're a bit slow, but so she went to my ex then and he told me this the other day and she was just like, Hey, what's this doge thing that everyone's talking about? And so it was like, when I was going to mm -hmm. send her Bitcoin, we, we ain't nowhere, you know, like it's too much work, but suddenly we're hearing about this doge coin everywhere. And then even my ex's mom, you know, is then suddenly standing mm -hmm. in line, you know? And so I just think it's like, yeah, it's important that we understand what is actually like the story, the narrative around what we're creating. And yeah, I mean, speaking of altcoins, I mean, my portfolio right now, um, obviously ETH, Polkadot, Uniswap, Cardano. Um, I'm a huge fan of BAT, the coin that um, we're building, I'm gonna build on the BAT blockchain. Um, I think it's a really good way to you know solve this energy problem that we have and mint tokens with human attention right which is the entire like facebook and an instagram business model just that facebook and instagram or i guess it's the same thing <laughs> whatsapp all, all of zuckerberg um are you know they're they're like making like stupid amounts of money with your attention, you know, mm. and, and your presence and, and your, you know, writing posts and whatever, and they're giving zero, nothing to the user, which is just like in the block in the new earth blockchain that we're all building, 
that business model is going to be completely obsolete and that's never going to happen again. Benefiting so much from your users where you don't give your user mm. any, any financial benefit or perks, like go fuck yourself. That's not going to happen ever again. Amen. 100% <laughs> agree. Yeah. 100%. I, I do feel like there's so much potential in human attention tied to mm -hmm. crypto, the amount of humans that are currently on the earth tied to crypto mm -hmm. and people's time because time is, is money. And if someone spends like an hour with you, that's worth something. So to be able mm -hmm. to tie all of this into crypto and to be able to have people, because I think as we evolve as a species, it's we're going to want joy. We're going to want higher mm -hmm. Uh, conscious emotions and you know things will become cheaper electronics physical items you know your standard lower chakra desires food shelter all that will be taken care of so mm -hmm. what will people want at that point and they'll want to feel good and mm -hmm. feeling good is, is with coaches is with someone spending time on you to help you grow and evolve as a human and um having having this, this crypto having having a some sort of currency involved with all of that, I 100% see as as ushering in that that new earth economy. Um, so I want to, uh, so the coin that you're creating, what is it called again? ITC, I trust coin. ITC, I trust coin, trust, I love it. <laughs> ITC. Yeah. So what stage are you at with that? very much at the beginning stage right now. So I'm calling in the advisors, the team. Um, so one of our advisors used to work with Steve Jobs 25 years ago. Um, she's a wonderful woman. She was uh, one of the inventors of the ethernet. She laid like the first ethernet cable onto the motherboard and she has 80 different patents and she's tokenizing flow states. So her technology is what we are gonna be using down the line where she's completely like remodeling money like forever so like with this necklace for example like it'll have to be a specific flow necklace but let's say i'm wearing this necklace and it's touching my body and it could measure um if i'm flowing and if i'm in flow state so let's say i'm speaking i'm here doing an interview with you and as we're here and we're sharing i'm flowing you're flowing and we're both earning and minting tokens of ourselves. And so like we become the new currency basically. And then we can exchange as well. And like, if we're flowing together, I can like naturally send you tokens of me. And it's just like this whole, like really dope interchange. And I was, um, I was asking her cause I, cause I want to use BAT, you know, cause that's the, her technology is obviously it's going to take a while until everything is out. But, um, you know, and I was just like, if I use BAT now, like, can I easily switch to yours? And she's like, yeah, it's absolutely no problem. Like, um, and so for, for now, we're going to start, you know, building on the BAT blockchain. Um, and, and the biggest thing for me is like so much before, because we're, we're actually not going to ICO. We're just going to do everything private pre-sale within our community. Um, nice. ICOs can get very like messy. And like, I feel like they're a little bit, yeah, just like d done, you know? Yeah. Um, Not, yeah, more organic, more organic growth, it feels. Yeah, exactly. And the, the most important thing with our coin is that it is like truly holds the energetic code of trust. And so 
it's about creating that ecosystem that only people get to buy it who who are going to hold it with that frequency um i do want to very much doge coin it where i like we're, we're going to sell it at a super super low price to begin with um and to really make sure that it um that it does um you know i, I think that like part of what excites me about it is that like what would happen if we can really financially empower the people that are trying to change the world and really trying to like do something incredible for this earth like if we could turn a thousand into a million dollars for them like what could they do with that you know that's the sort of like approach where i'm coming from where i'm like i actually want to be an investor at that level where i i come and i invest into my community and i say hey i'm going to spend all this time figuring out like how to create like a new sacred currency so that I can figure out your financial, you know, the financial problem that everyone is, keeps on working on, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so that's why the, the energetics in which we build it is the most important thing. Um, and so that's what I'm kind of like calling in. So when I go to the blockchain summit in, um, in Florida, it's really also about seeing like who are maybe some of the, the tokenomics experts or people that understand how to build things from the ground up so that, you know, I don't, so that it's not just, you know, going up and down or whatever, um, but that we actually mm. can, can stabilize that growth and that it is, um, you know, continuous. So we have a few people that are already like investing at this stage just because they like, you know, believe in the, uh, the project and they, they like know that what we're doing is coming from a space of integrity, but we're not like putting it out there too much in the sense of trying to get investors or trying to, um, convince anyone or anything like that, because it is still very early stage. And when we have, um, uh, you know, more, uh, like the, the whole more tangible roadmap and everything in place and our white paper and stuff, um, that's then when we're going to start sharing it in the community. Wow. Well, you are speaking like an angel. I love it. It's the first time I've heard the term sacred currency and it's so mm. cool. So cool. Mm. Sign me up. I'm 100% on board with this idea. It's, it's also just a dream of mine and I'm yeah, mm. totally in it and also here for the betterment of humanity and to help create this new earth to help usher it in. Mm. And I think what you're doing is just remarkable. And I'm glad mm. that you're you're on this team to better the planet mm. and help humanity. Thank you. Same. Yeah, I'm excited that you want to be involved. While we were speaking, actually, I was just like, wow, I think you'd be a really great advisor for ITC. Um, you know, because from what I could just feel like from your energy, like having someone who like truly understands like the space of growth and and self mastery and um, but then also understanding the crypto space, like that's just it's really cool. We have some people who you know, they're just, they understand the whole concept um, of what we're doing. And of course, understand like the brand and humans I trust, but they, they're new to the cryptocurrency space. And so it's amazing that you like hold like both of those pillars. Yeah, I, yeah. I would love to, I would love to be involved in any way I can. I think it's, I, I see it. I have a, I have a, yeah, I, I, I see things that can be successful and they seem very clear to me. And this one just mm. feels really good especially with the organic growth throughout the community. 
because then it becomes this trust coin where everyone holds it. And the more people who hold it, you don't just hold to sell it or to make money, but you hold it because you want this community to grow. I, I haven't even told you about the technology actually yet. Uh, I'll, let, let me like blow your mind like a little bit further. So what I trust coin is being built for is for our own trust economy. So we're going to have our own app where it's basically like LinkedIn, you know, meets Airbnb meets mother Teresa, where you have your own profile set up and I can go, you know, and add you as a friend and I can, you know, look at your wall and your profile, but then I can also go to your, um, you know, kind of like sacred commerce space, which are your courses your you know consulting hours like whatever it is like you're actually going to have your own store on your profile and i can purchase from you directly there in itc um and obviously you know the the transaction fees are going to be like more incredible than paypal or stripe or anything like that so you're already like um saving money just by transacting over our platform and then which is solving a huge fucking problem in online uh, business, which is, you know, which is, which is trust, right? Which is buying from people who don't end up delivering the services that you, you know, ask for or whatever, because if I buy from you, I'm going to be able to give you a, a, a public testimonial on your page. And so I can go to your testimonial videos from people who've actually experienced your services and you're going to have a trust score of how trustworthy you are, you know? And so we're going to have like different metrics on which you can bring up your trust score. And it's just, it's going to solve like such a huge problem in online business, in the coaching, consulting, et cetera space. And it's going to provide a really dope platform where people can host their courses, their content um, and all these things. And so, yeah, I'm really excited because it's like, like the, the coin actually has a functionality for our own economy. And it's not about having millions and millions of users, but it's just having like 500 or a thousand users that have each been vetted. So when we first actually launched the economy, every Humans I Trust member is just gonna be able to invite one person that they trust the most hmm. into this economy. And that person is gonna you know, fill out a like 10, 15 minute application form that we are then gonna read and we're gonna call them and they're going to have like, you know, a qualifying interview, and then we're going to be able to let them into the trust economy. So this is like really high touch, high end, you know, amazing entrepreneurs and people that are actually interested in, in making a change in the world and in solving these problems. So yeah, I'm, I'm really confident that like with what we're building and like the functionality and the team of advisors that I've pulled together, just like world-class, like, um, one of my advisors um, who's here right now, who's been, you know, trying to talk to me while we've been uh, on, the, on, the, on the interview. Um, he's actually the founder of Tomorrowland, which is um, the eighth biggest uh, like festival in the world in 2019. They had uh, 480,000 people at their festival. And last year he ran the biggest um, online events with 25 million people. Wow, um, 25 million with, people. 25 million people. Yeah. At a $25 ticket price. And so, um, he's just like, he's amazing. And he just, and he's like 100% like in completely alignment, like with the earth in service, like only does things if they're, uh, you know, helping humanity. And so I've called like a serious team of like Avengers 
into supporting with this, who, who are all just brilliant and have proven themselves, um, you know, and have a lot more gray hair than I do um, to help and, and support in, in making this truly um, built with integrity and love, but also like with badass, like just like business genius of like, how do we build something in a way that it's scalable and functioning and super, super sexy? Because I used to work for Apple, so I, I only like things that are really well designed. <laughs> yes, amen to that, yep. And the culture <laughs> is so important, you know? I, yes. I've been in the startup world for a while and mm. the, the culture that is created permeates the entire organization up to the customer support and how people are received when they email the company. <laughs> And mm -hmm. hearing you talk about all these people that you're bringing in and then inviting in these conscious people to become a part mm. of this community, I just see mm. it growing in such a magical way. Just mm. feels absolutely crystalline. Thank you. Yeah, well, you must join the Humans I Trust community. That already exists and that's there now. And so we do events all over the world and we're just building our, I mean, we had, we were managing everything just over like WhatsApp and Telegram chats, but now we're actually putting a community um, area on Kajabi so that people can like just consume content from our users and you know, like all this other kind of cool stuff. So that already exists now, but when the full economy is launched, that's when it's going to be like even just more ridiculous and sexy. Yes. I love it. I'm so excited about that. Yes. I would love to join the community. And so how can people, what are you currently working on? How can people connect with you? How can people get more Virginia? Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram, honestly. Um, it's at Virginia Salas Castillo, my full name. Um, it'll either be me or my assistant, Jessica, responding. If it is something urgent or to do with like humans I trust or business or whatever, um, just say, I want to speak to Virginia. I want Virginia to reply. And then she'll um, send me a WhatsApp and screenshot the message and then I'll get it. Um, directly and, and make sure to reply um and yeah ways that we can play are uh if you come to tulum we do events here all the time um we have one free community event every month just for people to actually come and like check it out and enjoy and um we yeah we have we just did an event called sonic celebration which was like holy fucking shit like i don't know how the hell i channeled this but it was ridiculous like it was amazing like we started off in my private cenote just like swimming and hanging out and then we had the most amazing food and we did a cacao ceremony mm. in the pool on the roof and did like a sharing circle and then we like came down here and I, I i facilitated something i never facilitated before which was like a a sort of just like a body nourishing session where um, one person got to lay down and the other two people would just like massage them or mm. like put oil in their you know, hair, like whatever they wanted, you know, oh, and nourishing. totally. Yeah. And so we're all just like melted and just like amazing. And then we went into the most incredible ecstatic dance I've ever been a part of. And like, I was like, I can't believe this is in my living room. Like it was the best dance party I've ever had. It was amazing. Um, so After yeah, all so of that, just... I imagine the dance <laughs> just like flow. Yeah, it really did. It really did. And it was, yeah. So we have a lot of fun and do really cool things. And then obviously in the crypto space, um, I have a, a mastermind that I'm starting soon. I have a course and I also do one-on-one -on -one sessions. So I sit down with people and really help them. It's a 90 minute session 
um, you know, we can also do two sessions a month or whatever, like whatever someone needs, but sitting down, looking at your portfolio, looking at what you're investing in and really just helping you with your mindset. Cause a lot of people just get very like stressed out about how the crypto market is going up and down. And so creating a long-term dollar cost averaging investment strategy where you're really putting in every week, you get to just forget about it. Um, we also have people that are able to invest for you. Like if you're just like, okay, like, I just don't want to look at this. Like we have some people that are, you know, celebrities and influencers and they're just like, I just don't want to have anything to do with it. I just want to be able to trust you 100%, be able to, you know, send you a certain amount of money, you buy the dips and then, you know, we, we send it back to them. So we have all the different uh, plethora of services when it comes to the crypto space. And then of course, anyone that wants to be involved in ITC, either like join the pre-sale um, round or, you know, be an advisor and help us connect us to incredible partners, um, you know, celebrities, influencers, people that can uh, be an embodiment of a new earth creation um, of this economy, then yeah, connect with me and, and, and let's see where the alignment is. Wow. So to, to get uh, more information on all of this connecting to your Instagram? You yeah, know? it's probably the easiest, honestly. Instagram. Yeah. And um, otherwise also go on humansitrust.com, www.humansitrust.com. We have an application form there for new members. If you want to apply and come to one of our events or one of our online events, um, we're doing a, a partnership with Adam Roa. I don't know if you know him. He's, yeah, he's also fantastic. amazing human being. Um, at the end of June, we're doing the Create Festival with them, which is the 25th, 26th, 27th of June. Um, the ticket is like $68. Like it's if you use the Humans I Trust discount, you get 10% off. Um, and that's going to be a, a three-day online festival. That's just going to be fucking incredible. So yeah, we always have really fun, cool stuff going on. Oh, I love it. I love it. Virginia, it has been just an honor to speak with you. Uh, mm -hmm. You are a bright light on this planet. Thank you for being a powerful woman and a, just a remarkable human being. Mm. So much love. Thank you. Thank so you. Thank you for love. having me. Yes, it has been a gift. And thank you guys for watching. Go follow Virginia. She is a world-class game changer on this planet. And I will see you next time.